It's Thursday, December 8th, 2016, and you're listening to episode 426 of Fear the Boot, a show about tabletop role-playing games and a little bit more. Running time for this episode is 59 minutes. Welcome to Fear the Boot. My name is Dan. This is Brodor. This is Wayne. My name's Chad. All right. And you know what's comfortable? Your ass. Yes. Are you? Are I, you kidding? I, I cringed my jeans. I, I sat down and I was like, oh. You know what I'm doing right now? I'm rocking back and forth. It's I'm great. swiveling. I shouldn't swivel because it's going to make the audio horrible. But I'm swiveling. It, no. This is wonderful. These chairs don't squeak the way the old ones did. So <laughs> I thought it was. I thought that was my hips squeaking. <laughs> They've been worn down. They are, Papa. That I'm was not your hips. I'm not afraid that the chair is going to fall apart because the legs aren't bent. Right. <laughs> That actually was a thing. All right, so for anyone who's not following this, in the old studio, because I just moved across town to a different house. So, for starters, uh, if palatial mansion, <laughs> if there's any audio hiccups in this, I apologize, but it's a brand new room. It's same setup, but it's still brand new acoustics, so there's going to be some kinks to work out. Plus, on top of that, I actually need to decorate the room, because the room being as bare as it is, not having all the piles of BS everywhere... It's actually causing a bit of an echo. But anyways, point being that when I moved, I evaluated all of the chairs. Mm -hmm. And of the chairs, I think we were only able to save one. The others were all so clearly bent. Oh, yeah. They weren't just uncomfortable. They were dangerous. Yeah. And they had to be thrown away. Every time you sat down, Dan, Chad and I would look at you, and we would just wait for that moment that that wooden chair was going to collapse. Oh, it wasn't wooden. It was a metal chair, but it was bent backwards about 10 or 15 degrees. And so we threw all those out. So for all of you that are back here, yeah, Patreon, you screwed up our Deadpool. Thanks. <laughs> but for all of you that are back as a Patreon, I appreciate that because we were able no. to get brand new. Um, the sword super expensive, but still brand new office chairs that yes. are not killing our asses nor oh my God. threatening to break uh, our back. Are you kidding? There's HJs at uh, at XCon. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. HJs at XCon. <laughs> Brodor's just handing them out. Yeah. The rest of us are going to XCOT. He's going to Triple X. <laughs> He's going to be down at your local record store just handing them out. Now we know what's going to happen in the VIP uh, suite. Yeah. yeah. Now we know what's going on in the champagne room. So somebody asked, you know, when we get these chairs, are Brodor and I going to stop complaining about the chairs? Yes, we will stop complaining about the chairs. <laughs> That's done. That's a fair point. Right. Now we have to move on to the next issue. Yeah. But that was my ultimate test because obviously I did a, a solo recording or two down here. Plus, just living here, since this is where my computer is, I've been playing some solo video games. So I've been sitting in these chairs for several hours. So you're using these chairs for things other than Fear the Boot? Yes. And what? It, it's totally, is that even legal? It's embezzlement. <laughs> but I, I noticed that they were not hurting my ass, right? Right! <laughs> you, see, you have been doing the show so long, you were used to the ass pain. Yes. You were, it's like you associated it with the pleasures of doing the show. Sure. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Go on. My... <laughs> For my Talk son. slowly. Use oh, your bedroom voice. I don't. Well, this isn't exactly sexy. <laughs> to you. For my panic attacks, <laughs> they give me schedule four narcotics. Oh my god! And That's these fetish. These narcotics <laughs> taste terrible. <laughs> but because they bring me sweet, sweet relief. <laughs> I have come to associate <laughs> their terrible taste 
with something wonderful. I, and it's become an acquired taste <laughs> of that sweet, sweet benzodiazepine love <laughs> That sweet green and blue touching my tongue and exciting my GABA receptors. <laughs> I have to say that uh, that is now my fetish. <laughs> I'm so creeped out in a good way. Borderline narcotic abuse. <laughs> it's no, it's me. True, the chat though. is between me and the door right yeah. now after hearing all of that. <laughs> it's true, though. I, the, the freaking Valium and Xanax tastes like crap. So, but, but when you, you have a problem where that's the relief, you start to free associate that taste with the coming relief to the point yeah. you start to... I mean, it's it's not addictive, but you do start to accept or even like the flavor. I, I used to get a, a gel cap. So a gel cap, it's hollow. It's two pieces of plastic or gel or whatever. Yeah. And it, they press together, and there's powder inside. There's the med- That medicine mm-hmm. is inside, and then it dissolves in your stomach and does its thing. Well, apparently this batch of this medicine that I was taking, about one in five pills was not sealed correctly. Oh. I would pop it in my oh. mouth, and I have to take a drink, right? I have to take a drink. Yeah. And, well, I'd pop it in my mouth, take a drink, and it would get to, like, right where the Adam's apple is in my and throat, s- and then split open, oh. and it would, like, cut. I, I wouldn't gag reflex, but it would just spread out all over my palate and the back of my tongue, and I would be sitting there, you know, doing my computer, tap, 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 pop the pill, take a drink, <laughs> And the people okay. like, are you okay? I make that same noise at my computer. <laughs> so, so let me give you some adventures in in natural remedy pseudoscience. Oh, so for so that too is my king. <laughs> so for stars, anyone that's been following medical research, they're now actually for any. There's two types of cholesterol: LDL or or low density. Lipos, lipoproteins, whatever. Just say good cholesterol, bad. Big good cholesterol, bad cholesterol. Right, and the bad cholesterol they know is bad. They still believe is bad. The good cholesterol they thought may actually clean the arteries or difference between donuts and fish. Right, precisely. But now they're actually starting to believe that's not the case. That they have some evidence that the HDL, the good cholesterol, may not be helping. It may simply be a harmless substance that's present. But because I have, both of them are low for me. So I have low good cholesterol and low bad. And so overall, that, that's an okay thing. But some doctors are like, you might want to up your, your good cholesterol. You need to eat more fish donuts. Well, precisely. <laughs> and I already do eat a lot of fish. You donuts. Know, I, donuts. donuts. I want to do a gentleman's club called Fish Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so I, started, I started taking these fish oil tablets. And when those things, like, you don't swallow them fast enough and they dissolve, oh, oh my God. Gross. Now you think that's bad. Okay, this is, let's go even deeper into your throat <laughs> into pseudoscience here. So some, that was the tagline in Fish Donuts. <laughs> let's go even deeper <laughs> into pseudoscience. No. So, so pseudo, pseudoscience was one of the dancers. <laughs> and so they, someone was trying to convince me. That I had candida, which is basically it's it's like a sounds like a canned fruit drink. W- well, it it should be. Or I something thought it was that order. bar in Star Wars, <laughs> right? But <laughs> one of the dancers at Fish Donuts. <laughs> yeah. But can, can now you, on stage three, can, candida. <laughs> Make it free. But, but candida is basically some kind of like yeast like. 
<laughs> infection of the <laughs> Don't insult her like that. She had a problem. She got over it. What she is is an NPC in the next game I run. <laughs> wow. I almost did a spit take. <laughs> but, you know, so there was some suggested cure for us. I don't even know what it was. But when the these... Penicillin? No. <laughs> When One these, dollar bill. When these gel caps popped open, <laughs> it was seriously the most foul, <laughs> rancid <laughs> substance that humanity that you ever gave a dollar to. <laughs> that I've ever given a dollar But that has ever, ever existed in uh-huh. humanity. It is so disgusting. I don't even remember what it was, but it was so disgusting. Mm. And holy crap when that stuff would split open. And I never associated it with anything good. Like, right. never, ever, ever associated it with anything good. But that was not what this show was about. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, okay, so I need to decorate. Bring it back around so we're not a bonus episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I need to decorate this room so we can break right. up the sound a little bit. And bear with us because new acoustics and all, so there's going to be some tinkering with the audio before we get it perfect. But, okay, so we had... A, a banter topic here we're going to kick yes. off with. Because we had a, another banter topic that got kicked to the main, main topic. topic. Yeah. This is way too much inside football. Right. So, Chad, some people were asking you after that episode right. where you laid down the law on the mm-hmm. cell phones, what happened? Okay. How did that turn out? So, the quick background, I mean, this is going to be super quick, is my gaming group, of which Wayne is here. And Wayne was one of my good guys because he's a GM too and he it annoyed him everybody used cell phones everybody was always playing on their cell phones and then we had a conversation when i started this new game i'm like you know hey i'm doing a lot of stuff that's kind of outside my wheelhouse but is you know what you guys want rule system sticking to the rules not tinkering with them notes you know huge big long plot blah 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 i'm getting what you guys want i'm integrating into the game we're going to make this really awesome i have one request no cell phone and everyone agreed to it. It wasn't like, oh, I don't know about that. No, everyone agreed to it. It's the one rule. Uh, and people slowly started breaking it over time. And then we talked to them, and then they put it away, and then they started breaking the rule again. And it was not just Pat, because uh, some people actually contacted me and said, you know, well, you're really bagging on Pat. Well, Pat was one of the bad people, but it was it was a group effort. It was a team effort to get on these cell phones. But uh, So that was the, the quick and dirty. We... Dan and I had a duo episode where I just was at the end of my rope uh, leading into the episode. And it was something that I had been thinking about like all week. And it was like really grinding on me. You know, it really grinds my gears. And so I kind of let loose on the episode. Since then, the very next episode, Pat and Wayne got on and I had had the conversation with my gaming group about that. And Pat and Wayne got on the next episode. And I thought they were going to talk about the cell phone thing and what I did. Except Pat tried to kill everybody on a golf course. <laughs> yes, so, he did. <laughs> and so that kind of distracted away from well, the topic. And Pat, like you, doesn't actually listen right. when he's not on the show. It, yeah. So he never heard any of the conversation. Right. So I, on the other hand, do. Yeah. So I'm probably the only one that was there that has listened to the recording. Because mm-hmm. you were there when you recorded. So I know right. you didn't listen to the recording. But I'm the one who said it. Exactly. So I'm probably the only one that was yeah. in the group as well as listened to the recording. So since then, I have had a lot of people kind of reach out to me and ask me, you know, well, how'd that 
go because mm-hmm. I, I admit I, I was perturbed. I was perturbed yep. on the up. I wouldn't say I was angry or, or vicious or anything, but you know, my, yeah, you weren't you weren't like me when we got out of your truck tonight before dinner. Like, right. I was like, Whoa, ah. right, right. It sounded like you know things could have gone badly or they could have gone well. Mm-hmm. And I've had people reach out to me and say, well, you know, how did it go? You know, what happened? And then I've had. People, you know, on Facebook and whatnot in, in the course of conversations, uh, somebody posted a link to a Kickstarter where it's a, basically a Faraday cage, that, a box, a $75 box. It's all it is, 75 effing dollar box that you put your cell phones in and then it blocks all the signals. To the I'm screen. in. Right. You know, I can I, have my $75. I can actually save you some money because there's already a box in most households that will... Your microwave. Exactly. Yeah. You could actually put the phones in the microwave. You don't need to run it. Just put the phones in the microwave. No, running it helps. Yeah. (laughs) Don't don't run the microwave. (laughs) Don't run the microwave. But that actually will block many cell signals. So, and, and, you know, when actually that person who I'm very sorry, I don't remember who who posted that, but... uh, Candida. Yes. (laughs) Thank you, Candida. (laughs) I apologize for Dan's earlier comments about your health matters, but... (laughs) When you posted that, I it kind of hit me. It's like you know what? We never talked about what happened. Okay, and we so, never got so any what kinda... did happen, Wayne? Okay, so I listened to the episode, and it the conversation was a lot stronger on the episode than it was in person. I think it was just a case of y'all all worked up, mm-hmm. but part of it also is the people listening to the episode didn't necessarily know some things about Chad. When Chad says he's, you know, one of the things he was going to do was stop running, delete all the notes, all of that. That's not a vindictive move by Chad. Like some people thought it was. Chad does that with every game he runs. Yep. He doesn't keep the notes for any of them. He doesn't keep the character sheets for any of them. We actually can watch him take his character sheets, rip them up, throw them in the trash can. No nostalgia. He. Yeah. So that that came off the new. That's why I do. That came off a lot more yeah. vindictive mm-hmm. than you meant it to. It did, yeah. And it because I know you, I know mm-hmm. that's just what you do. Mm-hmm. So going in, I had no idea what this conversation was going to be like because I listened to the episode before that right. Sunday. I was the only one at the table who had though, so I knew the conversation was coming. I'm just like, okay, is this going to be a smooth conversation or is this going to be a train wreck? Right. And I thought Chad very adeptly had the conversation mm-hmm. if if he was rolling a charisma roll he <laughs> nailed it he doesn't always yes. nail it on some of these conversations no i do not i can think of a few times in the past where it just he came in with a solid point and the wording just out the door and it's a one yep that counts for something right but no he came in he laid it out he made the suggestion of mm-hmm. okay well what are we going to do to fix this my suggestion is we take all of the phones in the beginning and we set them off to the side. He offered to go out and buy a phone charger to set there. Yeah, so all the phones can be sitting yeah. on there charging mm-hmm. and approached it very logically for me. If you guys want to even make this more fun, mm-hmm. are you familiar with the iSmart charger? No, there is a, Oh yes, Yes. <laughs> there is a company Jeez. called iSmart that has a charger where when you turn it upside oh. down, yeah. It says plus Jews exclamation point <laughs> because of the, just the font, just the way they screwed yeah. up the font. And they changed the logo to avoid too much kerfuffle. But I managed to bag <laughs> one of the original plus <laughs> Jews charger. So if you want, because if electricity is not enough, your phone right. needs electricity. 
plus Jews. Right. So if you if, want a plus Jews charger just to make taking people's cell phones God's more, chosen people are not enough. It's yeah. plus it's God's chosen exactly. people. Exactly. Yeah. So if you want to add in some pizzazz, you know, right. another element, where it's not just electricity they're getting, there's some real kind of fun and spunk mm. to this. I would be happy to donate the Plus Jews charger. Well, consider it. What was amusing to me about it more than anything else, the decision came down between everyone. Okay, we will gather all the phones at the beginning of the session. It will go on this tray, and based on where the plug is, it's going to set on this side table. Mm -hmm. That's the table next to me where I put my phone at the beginning of every game anyway. Yeah. Nothing changed for me whatsoever. None. Except you have more attentive co-players. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it abused me so much is because I so, didn't yeah. even so change everyone, where I put my phone. So everyone agreed to this. They put their phones on there, yeah. only checked them at breaks, whatever. And that was that. That yeah. was that? If if the phone rings, you know, we get it in hand to you. Because nobody's really receiving calls here. Right. You know, it, it's, it's people using their phones to get out of the game. You know... There, there's something that I've noticed about internet drama, and here's the thing about the internet. Obviously, the internet is populated by people. Right. And while I think the internet does bring out some genuinely novel traits of human psychology and sociology, mm-hmm. I think more than anything else, it simply just makes it easier to see things that were already true happening very loudly, very honestly, mm-hmm. and very quickly. But one of the things that I have noticed about internet drama is there tends to be a whole lot of sound and fury, if you'll excuse me hijacking the phrase a bit here, surrounding nothing. It's not signifying nothing, it's surrounding nothing. When you actually get to the heart of it, it's like, this is is what it's over. We're having We're dying on this hill. Yeah, this is Hamburger Hill. Mm -hmm. And when that episode dropped, you know, Chad was in a place where he was emotionally venting. Mm -hmm. And some people had responses from it that ran the full gamut yeah. from complete support, Chad's 100% right. Yeah, even beyond complete even, support, where they're saying, you need to dump your group yeah. and get a new one because they're disrespectful bastards. Exactly. <laughs> to, the far, to the far opposite extreme. I mean, we are in subways, but well, that's, yeah. that's, that's besides the point. And to the far opposite extreme of Chad needs to be put on a boat and kicked off the shore and never right. seen again. And... It is it is funny, and he does. But again, <laughs> that's a side point. They just can't catch me. But but it's funny though how when it actually came down to it, you know, when when to use a Danism, the the rubber actually hit yeah, the road yeah. on this, bringing it back. Yeah, bringing it way back. That effectively nothing occurred. I right. mean, it, that it and all occurred. We, we had a conversation bef- between friends, and I yeah. expressed. It, it reminds me of so many other stupid things like this, like Gnarlgate. Right. Where right. there there was a game where Narl got killed and I was upset because I feel I felt that he had been killed unfairly because right. it involved some, well, on purpose. some, some yeah. splat book stuff. Mm-hmm. And and I and I think there were some points where Chad didn't quite understand. He overestimated how powerful Narl Absolutely. actually was. Oh no, I didn't understand D D rules. Yeah. So who is shocked? <laughs> but but the point being that it was like, yeah. you know, this this big to do until Chad and I were like, you know what? Let's meet up at this restaurant. Specifically, is the place called the Post? Mm-hmm. Was it the Post or was it Scottish Arms? It was the Post. The Post. I like, think it was Scottish Arms, and we need to have a fight about okay. it. Okay, we'll drink over this one too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's what we did. We, we met up. It's like you know, we'll get a few deep, and we'll figure this out. Right. And you know what happened? We got a few deep, and it was all cool. It's like this was it, not only 
did we get a few deep, which is great on an, in and of itself. Yeah. And we, also a gentleman's club I've been to. <laughs> <laughs> we, we talked it out. And in the process of talking it out, we actually came up with a really cool story about Gnarl because we're like, okay, are we going to retcon this? And we're both like, you know, retconning is really stupid. It's kind of weak. Yeah. yeah. And we came up with this whole great story and it's like this prophecy and stuff is really neat. So let me do something that I very rarely do. Maybe mm-hmm. this is the first time. A woman. And actually, <laughs> that, 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 there's, been, there's been twice. But let me get serious for a moment. And as douchey as this is going to sound, I think the most precious commodity that you have is your attention, right? And we have the the expression to pay attention. I think that your players have an obligation to pay you their attention. Mm -hmm. And as much as this might reignite the subject for some people, I think that it is extremely disrespectful and rude to be on your phone separating yourself from the game. If you are utilizing the phone to escape the escape that is the game that is tremendously disrespectful, not only to the person who's put forth the effort to run the game, but to the other people at the table who are paying attention. Well, And this, this is also the one thing that's always been a little bit difficult for me because during most games, I will be using a cell phone or laptop. Right, but as an asset to but the it's game. relevant. Right. The, the problem is, I mean, for example, in your war sure. game, I was using it to look up the price of things that I had won on the on price. The is right. right, sure. You know, when I, it, for example, when we were playing uh, the, the D&D game, I was using it for myth weavers, and mm-hmm. I was looking up a bunch of yeah. stuff. Yeah. And there's all this kind of side stuff, but it was all game relevant. I was not sitting there... Checking my email, checking mm-hmm. Facebook, looking at pornography. Texting was the even, big, but but even the, that sometimes though can be a problem. No, I'm using and, and it for that, game things. yes, and I and I get that, but I think what bothers me is the fact that it's very hard for me to communicate to the other people around the table. That's not what I'm doing. You know right. that I, yeah. I'm doing this. Well, I disagree not with that. that. In in the game that I ran at the last fear at Fear the Con Eight, you did exactly that. You said, "Hey, by the way, I'm using my phone oh, sure. yeah. as part it, yeah. to look up these prices for full my character." Hey, full transparency. That's right. Great. Admirable. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I did it. Was because I know a lot of people will see me staring at my phone and will just mm-hmm. presume that I'm playing. Words of Friends or, right. or Pokemon Go Now or whatever it is yeah, people are playing right. I have seen it really help a game to have that information available right there. And I've seen it hurt the game as well, spending time actually looking up the relevant information. I've seen the same player have that problem, you know, both a yep. great thing and yeah. a problem. And that player was Chad. Yep, absolutely <laughs> me. It's, yep. Chad it's, will spend so much time trying to find the right song to play that yeah. is game relevant. Not not only not to put emotion into the song, but this is the song, the acoustic version of the song my character is playing yep. at that moment. Oh man, that's awesome when you just belt that out and you put it on yep. low and it's like in the background we're still role playing. It really adds to it. When he finds it quick, it's great. When it's taking him a while to find exactly what he's looking for. Yeah. And the game and goes have, on without him, and suddenly it just starts playing when we're two scenes later. Yep. And then like, I have to like play a song. Is this the right one? No, this isn't the right one. I'm like friggin' RPG DJ right. there. So, but mm-hmm. my, yeah. my point is, if I bring my phone to play Words you of Friends... You don't own a phone. Or, or, okay, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but if I did, and, I, and I'm playing a game on my phone right. during the role-playing game, what's different than me, I don't know, bringing my laptop and checking my email? Or just yeah. bringing a novel and reading during the game? Right. There's, there isn't one. I mean, and I am the first to say that I don't believe that a person 
has the ability to have 100% attention to a game at a time. People's attention wanes, it waxes, Mm -hmm. it comes, it goes. And then also, if you're sitting there for like eight hours or whatever playing a game... You, your brain has to take a mental break and walk away and that sort of thing. But if that's all it was, if it was just like, okay, Dan and Brodor are role-playing, Wayne's running the game, and I'm flipping my phone out, and I just check Facebook real quick, and I'm on there for a minute, and I put my phone away, and then it's my scene, and I pick up, and it's good, that would be awesome. But that's not what happens. That's what people think happens. But what happens is, in this scenario... Wayne's run the game. It's Dan and Brodor's scene. I whip out my phone. I'm checking Facebook. I make angry political posts. I talk about this and that. Then you I watch a Doctor Twitter, Who porn. And then I watch Doctor Who porn. And then I'm te- <laughs> somebody texts me. I throw a text. Well, now it's a half hour later. And then Wayne says, okay, so now you're going in the bar, but the bar is filled with vampires. And then I'm like, vampires? Bar? When do we go in the bar? What are all these vampires doing here? And then, or like me yeah. right now, I'm thinking about Rose naked, right? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm not giving you the respect that you deserve. <laughs> listening to you talk about vampires and bars and where do they come from and how are we in a bar? That's right. Because Rose is naked. Yeah. Rose who? Uh, like uh, Doctor Who? She's oh, a companion. Yeah. I don't feel like Rose uh, McGowan or who. Dirty <laughs> has big dirty gap companion. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so I think the punchline to this. Because when you guys hear us rant on this show, by all means, I mean, we, we love it when you guys sound off and, and share whatever you have to say. But do keep in mind that oftentimes what you're catching is our raw take right. on a situation that, in truth, has a lot more nuance. You might be catching us, like, in that moment of agitation, that moment yeah. of honesty, before we ourselves take that deep breath, get some perspective and handle it differently because the way that this actually worked out was very peaceful and amicable. Yeah. Yeah. It well, wasn't this huge dramatic blow up of the thing I did that I think that made it work, made it not go down in a bad way is that when I spoke, I very specifically did not lay blame even on a sort of subconscious level. Like the guys are sitting around me now, so we have Wayne to my left, Brodor in front of me, Dan to my right. And let's say I'm I'm telling you guys this. I got the best seat in the house, baby. That's right. So if, sitting in Candida's lap. If I sit here and I say, okay, we're having a problem with cell phones, and I say that entire sentence and I'm looking right at Brodor, there's kind of an implication that, that I should buy one. <laughs> you should buy one to justify having a problem with one. The problem so, is you don't have one. So when I talked about it, I didn't look at anybody. I was looking at the table. I looked up at the ceiling because I didn't want to say I have a problem and the problem is you, individual you guy sitting right there. And I never called anyone out. It was always in terms of we and us and whenever it was an individual it was always me i have this issue i have this problem i need some help from the group to solve my problem that i'm having sort of stuff sure because as soon as you start saying hey there's an uncomfortable situation and it involves you well suddenly you get defensive Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you want to start swinging well no it can't possibly be me but if you make it part of a group thing and you make it to where you know hey you guys love me and we're all friends and i've got this problem well now it changes now you want to help and now you want to 
draw draw in and, and work together to do it. Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, when yeah. we're intimate, I want you to choke me a little. That's right. Or, or a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and Pat was so incensed about this whole thing, and then he got cancer. So, I mean, that's, that's what happened. <laughs> Damn. Uh, uh, I, actually I, I have to say, though, the, the, one thing, the one thing about the situation that I, I, I do have a tremendous amount of respect for you is that I would not have kept my cool about it. About it, I would have stewed on it for a long time, and then I would have just exploded about the situation, <laughs> and likely would have killed my game. I would have not handled it as maturely as dude. Did. I, as Chad and William can attest, I'm on both sides of that. Where a handful of years ago, I'd have been the same way you were, where I stewed and I worked myself up and up and up and up and up, and right. overshot the point. Right. Whereas that's something that I've worked on, and I don't know if you guys can agree yeah. or disagree, but I've worked on very much over the past several years to instead de-escalate myself right. yeah. and yeah. and come back. Yeah, at we it. had that conversation a while ago about how you know, yeah, your approach to problem issues is great. I mean, it, it's just yeah. like you know, let everybody and everyone calm down, and then. Instead of approaching the issue when you're all spun up and angry, not just now I'm talking about everybody, right, right, right. Uh, spun up and angry, approach it with logic and reason and remember yeah. that these are your friends and you well, love them. And, and to be honest, the whole thing came up at the beginning of the game because I wasn't dealing with it when I was running a game. Yeah. I was getting annoyed by it, but I just yeah. let it go. Right. Mm-hmm. And I didn't step up to deal with it. So Chad's like, so if I'm going to run it, I'm not going to deal with Wayne it. Wayne handed you an unweeded garden. So. <laughs> now, I did go off one time. You what did. Pushed me over the limit was Doctor Who porn. Yeah. That was because it wasn't it wasn't the fact that Pat looks at porn. Because oh big shock. Pat's yeah. looking at porn. Yeah. It was that Doctor Who porn you know, I made a joke, somebody made a joke, you know, they made this Australian porn that was the Doctor Who theme as a parody and all this sort of stuff. And Pat's like, Really? I gotta look this up. So he looks it up. Well, instead of just, like, looking up a couple of dirty pictures or playing a couple of seconds of the video, he loads the whole thing up. He's watching the video. I think he had his headphones in. I think that was the only time as a GM that I (laughs) literally lost it. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, I don't know how long. We're We're looking at him and we're like, Pat, it's not funny. Put the phone away. Yeah. And he's like, huh, huh, huh. <laughs> just like in the internet age, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Okay. Anyways. So, so Wayne. All right. That was all a hell so, of a banter. Yeah. Okay. So, so all and of before this... anybody writes me angry letters, I had Pat and I joke about his cancer all the time. Yeah. So yeah. It, it, it's gallows humor. Yes, it is. Just, so, it's our issue. Yeah. Let us handle it in our way. We love you guys on this one thing. Let us handle it our way. So, all right. All right. So all of this leading to a different topic, all of this leading up to Chad has set that down and I'm going to continue that rule into the next game. Because this killed the game and gave Pat cancer. So, (laughs) I mean, that's really what happened. The cell phone gave him cancer and that's why I don't have one. (laughs) There you go, Mr. (laughs) Couture. So, so now my, the Strays games, the, the Blades in the Dark game is over. It's holding the phone to his pancreas. <laughs> Maybe he was. But they vibrate. <laughs> Wayne, <laughs> the pancreas okay. got the right. No, no more cell phone talk. Yes. You had a banter topic. So the, the whole point is I am now running the next game. Okay. So as we're getting ready to run this next game. What is the next game? Next game, we're going back to Dresden Files. Okay. Back yes! Back. Right, so right. Chad is creating a new character because because I killed this character. Okay, you bastard. 
So you drink either the post or Scottish Arms. <laughs> <laughs> but first, you have to have a few drinks somewhere else yep. to figure out whether those drinks will be at the post or Scottish Arms. Exactly. Right. You're through this. So, so go on. Anyway, Chad has chart. Chad has this character all thought out. Okay. Love the character idea. Great. He's going through trying to pick powers. Okay. And he comes he comes up with this idea. I've completely changed my powers, by the way. And he goes through. Here's the list of. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's actually a good thing. Yeah, because they were pretty so ridiculous. As he went through, he's like, here's what I want to do. I want to take absorption power. The original was a copying power. Oh, yes, yes. The, the it was power. the ability yes. to duplicate other people's powers. So he's like, ditto. Kind of. Okay. like More like Rogue. Yeah. So as once he says all this down, I, I look at him and it's like, okay, I'm not saying no. If this is the character you want to mm-hmm. play, we'll make it work. Okay. I really dislike having that power set in games that I'm running. Yeah. And he said it to me just like that. Yeah. You know, just totally straight shooting. And like, this is my issue. And I'm not going to say no to your character, but I really dislike that power set. I would be, I would love it if you would do something different. Absolutely no problem whatsoever. So this got me wondering for everyone else, what power set, what things in their game they don't like to see and why my case for this in the previous game that I ran was yeah. a Mutants and Masterminds game, and somebody had that power set. It worked very much the same. The problem is the mechanics of that in every system I've seen. You take the power, you have however many points in it, and then you have to do the math of the power you're copying, and it becomes a rules nightmare yeah. to have that power in your game. And the whole flow of the game gets screwed up, and then you have somebody else who has the power to copy or duplicate and then they duplicate the duplication power and it gives me a headache i don't want that anywhere in my game well, you know because re- it's too complicated you know this reminds me of though of course you don't have to do the head and i don't want this. chad who doesn't like rules to have that is there is, is in final fantasy what happens when both parties both you and the enemies have reflect Yes. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Because on in each Final Fantasy game there's a finite number of bounces before it sticks, but Trying to figure out what that would do, especially, yeah, once again. Well, I think it also could have the problem, specifically with a dittoing power, of it could theoretically... <laughs> Pokemon Go nerd. Dude, I they just like, added you... ditto to the game. Dude, I know, they just... Added... I heard diddle. <laughs> the only reason... You always hear diddle. The only reason diddle's even on my mind is so they just added ditto to the game. I actually haven't played the game in months. Ditto on I've actually been mind. playing a Transformers game. Yes. Because they have, they have a Gen 1 Transformers game called Transformers Earth Wars, and you can make freaking uh, Devastator. So, so just to drive Chad crazy, how you catch Ditto, it doesn't pop up as Ditto. everything. It pops up as... Because it's faking another Pokemon. Yes, it pops up as either a Magikarp or a Rattata or one of the basic ones. And then once you catch it, there's this big purple ball and it transforms into a Ditto. Yeah. And you have a Ditto. I know. I, I actually, I, <laughs> I actually haven't played that game in several months. But the the point being, though, yeah. and you call yourself an addict. I don't call myself an addict. <laughs> no, I call you an addict. <laughs> I call myself a borderline benzo addict now. All right, you deserve it. But here are so the whole point the, to the, the whole, whole conversation. Is, is, right, things that yeah. I the, the, the <laughs> there there are okay. One, there are powers or player types or character yeah. types, whatever. That you don't want in your game. But the second thing I think that's worth looking at is the different types of reasons. Possibly reason one and two, if you have in here, is one, it's not going to fit Chad's mm-hmm. playstyle well. Because Chad, right. he's a narrative type player. Yep. Uh, the, even in Dresden, this is going to be a math-heavy sort of power. 
The second being that it can, especially in a game, for example, I know people like Pat, it's a big deal to them to know that their character is is unique. unique. Yes. And so if you have somebody mimicking everything they do, it's going to degrade that for them, and it's going to create some group issues, whatever. All right. So let me give you... In that case, and for all of it, it really is a mechanical issue for that one choice. I also would ask someone not to do time travel powers, and there's nothing mechanical about it. It just makes stories convoluted. And that's why I asked for time travel to be in this game. (laughs) He asked us, well, what do you guys want to see in this game? And I was like, well, I wouldn't mind seeing this and this. You know, in Dresdenverse, time travel is, like, horrible. It's, like, very bad crime and the, you know the, nobody does it because and i'm like i kind of want to explore that yeah. i want to explore we did time, time travel. travel okay Epoch i love time travel we did time travel yeah. in epoch of Rysos game where that's like it's another one where in that setting it's a big like no no, no it's no, like no. i don't i don't touch it i let you play yeah. a character i was who, a time traveler who was a time traveler who was yeah. basically there is this event horizon mm-hmm. um, not literally an event horizon but there's this event that basically is an extinction event for the galaxy that's approaching and Chad was someone from the future who came. I was the scientist who invented time travel. Yeah, who invented time yeah. travel just prior to that extinction event. For the purpose of, of going back yeah, in time yeah. to try to stop the extinction mm-hmm. event. And we had this, I, I won't bore on the gaming story, but we had this great story around it. It's a really good it, story. Where it actually, it turns out in the end that the time travel didn't work. And there was right. all, it, was, it was also their craziness. Well, everyone knows but, I love time travel. And I have no problem with it being in a game. But if a character has it, suddenly the game becomes about time travel. Well, all right. So yeah. let me give you let me give you my short list of things that I just plain. I wouldn't say I won't allow, but I will say you are already facing a major uphill sell. Because right. I'm the sort of person, there used to be things I just plain didn't allow. But over time, I've become more mellow. I've become more open-minded. Monks, half-orcs, half-orc monks. Monks who are half-orcs. I will never specifically (laughs) tell... Especially with sword and fist. (laughs) It's, holy crap, that was a massive mistake. I will never specifically tell a player that they can't do something that's in the book within character creation. I will tell them why I don't want them to do it. But I'll never say no. I, I, I have found, certainly, that depending on the game, sometimes just limiting the books... Fixes D and D in particular. No, you're but abs- it's not just D and D. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's 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 the first on my list. Is I limit the number of splat books and bulk books you have access to as a player. Yeah, you have to pick it from this book. It has to be a book standard something. You can't invent something. In BattleTech, I may say you have to pick your mech from one of these books. Right, you but there's a guy online. He's got this forum <laughs> and he designs his own mechs. Yeah, and- exactly. And- <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and that guy is me, <laughs> and I'm playing my own. Mech. But I am the Mac. But the, the, here's my big three. Number one is at will invisibility because I have like you been, totally disallowed, or it's a hard sell. I would say that one. It's going to be all but a total disallow. Like this is an 89 degree uphill climb hmm. to sell me on this one hmm. because we're playing the league of extraordinary gentlemen. I, and I want to play Mister Invisible. Well, you know, maybe in that situation, but in most games. It has just been used to do nothing but bypass. It's it's the go-to solution for every What if I point. want to play Invisible Man instead of The Invisible Man? <laughs> <laughs> Don't even exactly know what that means. <laughs> it's a different book. Okay. <laughs> and he doesn't have superpowers. But, but the point being that I have just had that used so many times to become mm. the go-to for every plot point, mm. every encounter. 
it, it's what Blizzard would call bypassing content, and I hate that phrase because it's their way of saying we couldn't design the world better, or we want you to suffer through our treadmill. Yes, but to be blunt, but the, the point being that it was used so many times to screw me. As both a game master and a fellow so player. So even if you had a player you know would not screw you, it's just like you have this PTSD about it. Yes, like, yes. Yeah. Okay, I, I, think no. you, you could, I mean, that's, that, to me, that's completely reasonable. You could sell me on it, but, I mean, this is going to require a long talk. Right. I'm going to have to have a therapy dog with me the whole time. <laughs> I mean, there, there's going to be, I'm going to suddenly start backing the X card. And when you go invisible, I'm just going to touch the X card. <laughs> So, on the surface of it, it's like, well, that's unreasonable. You have a problem, Dan. You need to get over your problem. Well, to me, a lot goes into being a GM. Oh, yeah. And you want the GM to be happy. You want the GM to be comfortable. You want the GM to be able to feel that they can tell a story without being fettered by stuff you're doing that you enhance the story. So, as As opposed to me wanting some simple bullshit power right. that I can circumvent your game and your narrative and your effort at every turn. Like yeah, the ability yeah. to time travel back one hour. Yeah. I, that the power could be so abused so badly, even by people like even somebody who doesn't want to abuse it. Yeah. If you have a character that has that ability and one of your buddy's characters just gets killed, why would that character not do it? That would be if I don't want the power well, maybe in real life, but I don't want a character with the power. <laughs> How I would use that power, I would approach, say I like was approaching you, Wayne, about it. It's like, okay, I have this character concept. You can travel back in time at will anytime he wants one hour. That's the limiter. It's only one hour. I can't kill Hitler. What I would do is I would say, here's the thing. I don't control the power. It's not like some outside force is throwing me through a portal. Or it's quantum leapish. Or it's quantum leapish. Right. It's not that. I am totally cool with handing the reins of the power over to you. So, like, I'm running along, and my buddy gets killed, and then Wayne kind of gives me a nod, and then Wayne, and I give the nod back, and then Wayne is like, and then you travel back in time an hour to save your buddy's life. And And you know I would start a session with with a total party wife. Okay, right. So, yeah, I would be totally down with that. Before I get to my other two, I'm going to jump kind of ahead to the end of this topic. To tell you what one of my solutions has been for this kind of issue. Is it a therapy dog? Almost. A therapy dog. One of my dogs is a therapy dog. (laughs) Is is trying to play a little bit of you keep it under control and I'll keep it under control. Mm -hmm. And it's the first place I did this was with wishes. Mm -hmm. Where I started telling the players like they would get a ring of wish in D&D. Now obviously I gave that to them. Okay, That's not something you just automatically get. But I would tell them. The more reasonable the wish, the less I'm going to monkey paw right. the wording. So if you say, I wish that I had 100 gold pieces, sure, sure, you have 100 gold pieces. If you say, I wish I went up 10 levels, then suddenly you are 10 stories in the air hovering <laughs> right. over the lava. And See, always... that's the way we're going to play. And I would do the same thing with those kinds of powers. If you came to me and said, I want to be able to do at-will invisibility, it'd be like, okay. But if you want full control over this, there's going to be some kind of a risk or some mm-hmm. kind of a drawback. If you don't have full control over it, then I will be sure that it's useful to you. But it's also working at I want useful at store invisibility, but I can only be invisible when no one's looking at me. Yeah, or exactly <laughs> something like Infernal's Watch Mystery Men, or maybe you can only be invisible for like 
Hooray, you're naked. <laughs> Put some clothes on. <laughs> if you want to fight crime today. <laughs> but it, well, see, and I would still make people make stealth rolls. You're invisible, but that doesn't mean you're quiet. Well, it depends on in D&D, improved invisibility is quiet. Ah. And so I had somebody pull an atwell and pretty, it's a long story. It's a horror story. <laughs> but yeah. all right, but they, let me give you my, my other two. And these kind of fall under the same thing. Of If they were done right, I think I would allow them. The problem is one of them I don't think just works. I just don't think it works in general. The other I have never seen done right. And I'll start with that one. The one I have never seen done right, except once. And I'm, I'm looking at Chad, which, of course, everyone at home oh, can yeah. see. But and You're lo- also doing the finger yes. if I'm making a point. I'm even making the, yeah, I've got the, the finger up if I'm making a point here, that Chad is the one person I've seen do this well. Anyone else you would be on an 89-degree uphill cell with me is playing a child prodigy. I want you guys to think through every TV show, every movie you've ever watched that had a child prodigy where you did not want to get step into the screen and slap their face off and yeah yeah slap them senseless not only was i a child prodigy i was a female female child child, yes and that was when we were having a lot of problem with people playing different gendered characters right and you played a character who was not only a child prodigy was also female and did it well Mm -hmm. but i have seen since then other people play different genders well I have never, or at least not many, nothing I can write, nothing that's coming to mind, right. seen a character in a TV show, movie, book, role-playing game, video game that was a child prodigy that I did not want to push in front of the first truck driving by. <laughs> and just, I, okay, maybe Stewie Griffin. That's <laughs> the one I'll give you. But outside of, but it's supposed to be comedy, you know, it's supposed yeah. to be terrible. And, and it's, no, Bim burned me on this (laughs) because every one of his characters was a child prodigy orphan and they're all bruce wayne they were but he was a spider-man fan yeah they had the they were the deep dark broodingness of bruce wayne with the wacky adventurism of spider-man and the powers of Of, this power level of spider galactus of galactus yeah Yeah. the the one that i i say i would hesitate to allow without a lot of, of careful thought to it but I think I would ease off from where I was before, is my favorite D&D setting to run is Pre-Time of Troubles, Forgotten Realms. In Pre-Time of Troubles, Forgotten Realms, if you go back to like the second edition stuff, the goblinoid hordes, which included the orcs, so the goblin marches, which once again included the orcs, they were mindless savages. Mm-hmm. And when you had, and I apologize for one, this is going to upset, but this is just the truth, when you had a half-orc in the setting, it was typically the result of an orc raping an elven woman. Mm-hmm. This was written into the setting. That's the way it was. And so a half-orc was not just someone who kind of reminds you of the bad guy. This was the direct result of what we would call a war crime and certainly would be a difficult issue for many people to deal with. And a lot of people just took Orc because it gives you the plus two strength, plus two con. It's a min-max character. And they would not be prepared to deal with the really difficult social issues. Or maybe the people at the table wouldn't want to deal with the social issues 
that what, surround that. What it meant is that you, like you said, you get the plus con plus strength, and you go into mm-hmm. a town, and the the council, like, we don't serve your type here. And the player's like, oh goody, I get to have a bar fight, and then I get to beat up the town guard for experience and take and sell their stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now I, I will say, every I, time Brodor, without fail, yeah. no one can write a deep. Half one character, and I will absolute say, the one I've backed <laughs> off on now that I've understood what the problem was is I used to just straight out the box forbid monks until I had somebody sit down with me and demonstrate the issue was not monks, the issue was sword and fist. Yeah, and so the problem was I got snowed by a splat book. And so, certain fist kind of sounds like it could be a gentleman's club. <laughs> yeah. uh, dude, it might as well be because you open that book up, you're getting <laughs> and so for a dollar. <laughs> and whatever the price tag on that book is, it was I, seriously the monk, even at high levels, the wizard was like, "Why am I here?" Right. And I mean, it would. That's how ridiculously broken it was. And. I thought it was the monk in general, mm-hmm. and it was not until later, like I said, people sat me down like, dude, these powers you're describing are not monk powers. Monks are actually kind of a mediocre to crappy class. Mm-hmm. The issue was sword and fist. There were a bunch of optional feats in there that let this guy just... But my problem there with monks was a different one and thereafter, was I simply had an issue. Because when the monk came along in D&D, was at the time when a lot of these, you know... Kung Fu, the legend continues, and these sort of, you know, not all that deep, not all that well-cultured sort of pseudo-Shaolin movies were making their way into mainstream American entertainment. And you're playing what is, in every regard, a European medieval or gothic or Dark Ages game, and all of a sudden, for no particular reason, is Mystical Chi Dragon Fist Man. Hmm. And it's like this just doesn't fit. But I will say, you know what's funny about the the, the kung fu, the the David Carradine TV show from the seventies or whatever the hell it was, is that that didn't take place in Asia. It was a Western. Yeah, you had a kung fu guy in, you know. Let's take this outside, bang, bang, and at the poker table well, it and made cattle sense rustling. Yeah. Because there was a lot of Chinese immigration mm-hmm. in the and Old West. David Carradine wasn't Chinese. No, he wasn't. <laughs> I'm not saying he was. But the point being that there was some explanation for how those cultures came together. Yes, and I have fond memories of the show. Don't ruin them. <laughs> so I don't, I've never gone back to watch it again. Did you I ever don't know watch if it holds up. the reboot of, yeah. Yeah. of Kung Fu Legend Continues, yeah, which takes place in modern day? Yeah, I did. Yeah. But but the point being, with Car- David Carradine, it's like only 20 but years later. The point being that the same guy who screwed me on Sword and Fist actually did sell me on a pretty good monk because he played a monk who followed... This was actually a post-Time of Troubles god that I allowed him to use. It was a god called Ilmater. And Ilmater is a god of death and suffering, but not evil. He's more like, I suffer on your behalf. Mm-hmm. More that kind of, uh, it's not, he's not evil. And so the reason that he used his fists was because the idea was that what he was doing had to hurt him. And I but actually, it's Bim. Well, it's Bim, but the thing <laughs> was, I gave him, and he agreed to, several powers that were fairly high-end, and that you can do these really devastating effects, 
but it is going to destroy you to use them. Mm. So, like, you can do something like put a hand on somebody and they effectively become invincible, but when you do it, you drop to flat zero hit points and pass out and are basically you know, on mm. the brink of death. And I don't remember all of them, but it was stuff like that where the more that you are willing to suffer, the more that you can do for the people around you. And he actually accepted that part. And that part really worked. And it did not, to me, feel like a cultural misplacement. Like we just mm-hmm. suddenly have this random fragment of Chinese culture in the middle of this European story where it just, it just doesn't make any sense. There's no context to it. See, that's take why. Take that. Take that feeling you have there. And that's how I feel about Shadow Run. <laughs> I understand. It works for me, uh-huh. but I understand. Yeah. I get it. Mm-hmm. I, I totally get it. Just like I hope there are people right now who may say, Dan, I disagree with you. I think it's great having ninjas and samurai and whatever in, in my, it, my fairy world. tale yeah, castles. It, fairy tales. And, yeah. and that's chill. I just hope that you can see, hey, I understand why Dan would maybe not want this. They're great oriental adventures. Oh, yeah. That, that's where I have them, and they that's where they right fit. Yeah. I, I completely agree with you, and that's why in my current 5th edition game, I told my players, no, because it doesn't fit. It doesn't make sense. No, you can't play that. Mm. It's my favorite word in a game. <laughs> no. Yeah. I know you guys are all yes yeah. and and very happy no, and proactive. No, no, no. no Dan's I, not. I, I, I'm very much yes, but. Yeah. Dan, not yes and. Dan's the hammer. Yeah. He's no, like, no, oh, you bastard. I like to think of myself more like the M-dash, for anyone who's really into punctuation. Whereas it's like, I'm going to be an interrupting thought. I'm not yes and. That's a continuing thought. Mm-hmm. I'm yes, but. Or yes, however. Or maybe even we'll flip this to, but yes. <laughs> I, we can play this all kinds of ways. But yes is yet another gentleman's club. Yes, it is. Candy. <laughs> I, well. yes. I'm more yes if you really want me to be miserable. <laughs> when I think that what you brought up early on when you first when you yeah. first pitched the subject at dinner, yeah. and here when you presented it on the mics, I think that's the most important thing is that I, as the game master, don't want to inhibit your fun. Mm-hmm. Please pay me that same courtesy yeah. and, and not don't diminish disrupt mine. the intention of the game. And right. the way I see it too, when I'm making a character, the, the character is in, is in its proto state. When I'm discussing it with the GM, it's in its proto stages. Don't I don't think it's a good idea to go to a GM and say I have this character. It's A, B, and C, and the GM's like, well, C doesn't really work in this setting, and I don't know about that. No. My character's A, B, and C. Here's the completed character sheet and the $100 art I've commissioned for the character, and I'm cosplaying it at the convention this year. No, <laughs> yeah, it's a, like... There's a lot of other games where you can play that character. Right. It just doesn't have to be mine. Just because it's never used as an example, let's keep going with D&D. Oh, God, yes, <laughs> please. I, I love I think, the forum conversations after this. I think most people would say, if you walked up to them and said, look, I want to play a 40K obliterator... In your D&D game, I think most people would understand that the GM's going to say no and pretty You could kind of make that work in canon, though. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) But the point is that, you know, I think most people understand why someone would say no to that. Mm -hmm. On the far opposite extreme, I think most people would say, if I want to play a generic fighter or whatever, most GMs are going to say yes. And what we're talking about is that landscape between of what are these things that could work but in our... I could easily see a player coming to you and saying, I want to play a monk. I don't understand why you're saying no. This is a core character because 
in fifth edition. I think it is one of the so, core classes. So, and this is this is where I'm a very dictatorial game master. <laughs> is that regardless of the game, whether it's D and D or Savage Worlds or the Knights Black Asians games that I've been kick, kicking around in my head for a bit now. Um, I, I put together, a I don't know, sort of, I guess, game template would be the best way to describe it. Sort of like the group template. I sit down and I write a player handout, right? That I give to all my players about. And they don't the, read. Yeah. What's that? And they don't read. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't read the rules. Why the fuck am I well, going to read so, this? <laughs> so basically what I'll do, but, and that's, and that's the catch is that the first game session is always, let's get together. Let's talk about the game. Let's talk mm-hmm. about expectations. Let's talk about the characters that you're going to make and how everyone fits together. Right. But the first thing I'll do is I'll hand out that I'll hand out that player handout and then I go over it point by point with them. So this is sort of the themes I want to explore with the game. Here's sort of the meta plot idea I have for the game. Here are the character creation rules and options and restrictions. And I'll do that for each game that I run. And then so we can have that conversation. Well, Mike, I was really, we're playing D&D. I was really thinking about playing a monk. Why doesn't a monk make sense? And then we can go over that. Because I think that's a big part of it is, first of all, you have to know why you don't want it in your game before you say it. It may just be a case of, let's say you just think monks are stupid. Right. It's not easy to explain to someone why you think something is just stupid. Right, but culturally, but if you know why it doesn't it causes, make sense right. is a much stronger argument. Exactly, and I think that the players, I think you kind of owe it to them to be able to explain to them why why you're I, saying no. I, com- I completely at agree. At creation. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I mean, in my current campaign, there are two primary human cultures. One is more technologically advanced, and so there are restrictions in, you know, which of those two human cultures your particular character comes from and what class options you have and what equipment options you might have at the beginning of the game. Now, of course, those cultures are blending and blah, blah, blah. And again, I don't want to bore people with gaming stories, but it was important to me to have a particular theme and vibe to the game. And that's something I want to do from the onset of every game that I run. But that comes with some parameters. So I would be curious to hear both as you guys develop these thoughts over the coming week and also as people listen to this episode, what are the things that... And i got two questions here. Number one, you don't allow in your games and why? And number two, what are the things that you used to not allow in your games but now will with what caveats and what changed your mind? So there's the two things I want you three to be thinking about and I want the listeners to be thinking about is what don't you allow and why, and what did you used to not allow, but now do allow, and what caveats and what changed your mind. So that's going to be the parting shot for this week. So I want to thank you guys again for tuning in and for all that you're doing to support the show. Here we are at the end of episode. Anyone's butt hurting? I, I got to yeah, tell no, you, no. I'm so what my ass feels right now. The the discomfort that it feels is I'm not bullshit. Like the first sixty seconds in the old chair. <laughs> I'm serious. I, it's amazing. I'm at a point now where I can go for a second episode. Yeah. <laughs> Just roll into it. So if it was the earlier in the evening, I would be in. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, thank you guys for tuning in. Have a great week and great games, and we will catch you next time. See ya. This has been a production of Fear the Boot, copyright 2016. Listeners are free to use this episode in any non-commercial endeavor so long as credit is provided to feartheboot.com. You can find previous episodes and other resources at feartheboot.com. 
Fear the Boot is also a member of the RPG Academy network of shows. You can find other great shows in this network at therpgacademy.com slash network.